Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead up to the PAA conference happening in September this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's call, we have Lisa Jackson and Dr. Alison Grimaldi. A brief summary of their collective work does no justice to their contributions to the industry thus far. Dr. Grimaldi has over 30 years of clinical experience with expertise in hip, groin, and lumbar pelvic pain and dysfunction, and is the principal physiotherapist at Physiotech in Brisbane's Inner South, along with her role as adjunct senior research fellow at the University of Queensland. Dr. Grimaldi completed her PhD in 2008, was a key investigator in the development of the LEAP gluteal tendinopathy program, was the pioneer of real-time ultrasound being used for the assessment and retraining of hip and pelvic muscle function, and is a regular course presenter and invited keynote speaker at national and international conferences all over the world. Lisa Jackson's Pilates journey began in 2001, training at the Physical Mind Institute in Los Angeles and further in New York in 2003. Lisa is the founder of Core Pilates in Brisbane, is a faculty teacher on the internationally recognised Buff Bones Osteoporosis programs, and was the Queensland faculty educator for Pilates ITC until 2019. Lisa is the go-to teacher when the circus is in town, namely Cirque du Soleil from 2015, and is also involved in teaching Pilates at the Hip Academy in Dr. Grimaldi's clinic in Brisbane. Lisa Jackson and Dr. Alison Grimaldi's workshop at the conference is titled Working with Hip Pathologies in the Studio. Lisa and Alison, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Could you give us a quick overview of the workshop presentations you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? So Alison and I are presenting some of the most common pathologies that we're seeing come into the Pilates studios. We're going to keep it really practical and Alison will go over some of the pathologies themselves and then we're going to present some case studies, which I'll take on in the studio. We're trying to take Alison's work, her background, clinical knowledge, and put that into how we would apply it in a Pilates setting. Sounds fantastic to have your shared experience looking at such a common scenario that we're dealing with in the studios. Yeah, and we're hoping that by giving case studies, we can show people how we program the kind of things that Alison and I would have discussed at the clinic and what she wants me to then take on board with the clients. And then I add in my Pilates knowledge into giving them a full-bodied program. And as I mentioned in the preamble, Alison, it was fascinating to do the research on the pioneering role that you played in the real-time ultrasound on the hip. Can you share with us some of the background experience or the specific learning that you had yourself for both of you, actually, that was the catalyst to creating the content for this workshop? I've had a long-term passion, I suppose, for the hip and pelvic area, and that led into research, a PhD, and now into clinical expertise. That's my main area of clinical practice now. So the people I see in clinic are people with chronic and complex hip and pelvic or lumbopelvic pain. There's lots of challenges around the hip. It is a fairly complicated area because we've got lots of different muscles working in teams. We call them synergies, but teams is an easy way to think about it. And so it needs to have really good control. But there's certain conditions, certain pathologies and certain body shapes and bone shapes and presentations in terms of flexibility that can put the hip area at more risk. 
In clinic, I find that it's really important for different pathologies that we approach the treatment of those conditions in different ways, depending on their presentation. And very much exercise is the key to that. So making sure that people are moving in ways that are healthy for their body type and for the condition that they have. And ultrasound was and still is a love of mine as well. It's something that gave me some amazing insights into function of the deep muscles around the hip, because when we just observe or put our hands on, we can really only get what's happening in the superficial muscles. So the ultrasound gives us a lot more information about what's happening in those deep muscles. And I've had involvement as well in fine wire electromyography EMG research, where we put fine wires into the deep muscles. So compared to when I first started developing an interest in hip pain, we now have so much more information about the function of these muscles. And that really informs the way that we can help our patients. So in clinic, I'm seeing a lot of patients who either have done Pilates before, are currently doing Pilates, or want to start Pilates or return to Pilates. And these are people with hip and lumbopelvic pain. So I get a lot of questions from them about, is it okay? And do I have to change my program? And a lot of the time there are things that we have to modify. Now we try to keep people as active as we can. So I very rarely tell people, you know, don't exercise. It's very much about let's modify it so we can get the best possible outcomes from that program. And so often I'm liaising with the Pilates instructor and we're together developing a bit of a program to say, hey, how about for this particular patient because of this condition, let's avoid doing this thing or modify certain exercises. And often that's just around modifying joint position and taking out some key exercises that might be a bit provocative for those patients. So I love doing that and, and I love working with the Pilates instructors and it was fantastic having Lisa in my clinic because it was bringing the best of both worlds together, some high quality Pilates together with that deeper knowledge and research around how we can best care for hips and provide the best activation and strengthening of muscles around the hip and pelvis as well. It's amazing to hear your passion for the topic, Alison. I can't imagine <laughs> that your clients get away with much under your watchful eye. In, in conjunction with Lisa. <laughs> and for you, Lisa, the catalyst for you? I'm going back years as well where my mum started out having her first hip replacement and we discovered genetically there must be something in my family. Many of my aunties have had hip replacements and there's certain hip conditions that are always ongoing. So I think that was my first interest. I've always personally had some pelvic issues and that's when I first started looking and found Alison's work. From the minute that I saw her research and her work, I was hooked. So I tracked her down for years and followed her. And finally, we just got the opportunity to meet a client of mine who was a mutual patient, initially connected us up. So it was very exciting. My passion grew even more being in the clinic and being able to see the ultrasound, see what Alison was talking about, and also have that perspective from that research and from that clinical expertise to the whys. Alison's really good at explaining why, and it makes sense. From working with Alison, I've learned so much for making those choices in the studio. It's really enhanced my view of how to work with the hips and the pelvis and overall how to protect these conditions that we're seeing, not cause flare-ups, help them actually come out of it on the other side a little bit better. I can certainly echo that magnetic draw to your extensive background with your research and your inquiry, Alison. 
so many physiotherapy colleagues of mine, not being a physiotherapist, but having worked alongside many for many years, just needing to attend so many of your incredible workshops. It's uh, amazing to have you uh, available at the conference. Looking forward to it. And for those considering coming onto your workshop, what would you say amongst many things would be the top couple of takeaways of ideas or concepts from the sessions? I think it's making sure that we do a really good initial assessment before taking a patient into, particularly into a group class situation. So you're fully aware of the individual in front of you and things that you might have to tweak in their program to make sure you get the best out of that program. So we're going to be going over some key things to look out for. And then as Lisa said, we're going to be doing some case studies. So things like gluteal tendinopathy or trochanteric bursitis that it's often called. We're going to be talking about FAI or impingement, hip joint situations and instability as well. So we're going to talk about tendons and joint and some key things to take away with how to look after these particular conditions so that we get the most out of those programs. One of the key learnings from a Pilates teacher's perspective I've learned under Allison is there might be things when you're talking about pathology, whether it's a bone-related pathology or a tendinopathy, there's some things that I was quite surprised that really that would affect it. And so I'm hoping that as Pilates teachers, we get some really good take-homes, which is I never really thought that doing that could have caused some type of flare-up. And I've been wondering why my client is not getting better. Things like an anterior impingement, well, they may actually become provocative in hip extension. It's those types of things that I think as normal day-to-day, we wouldn't often consider. So I'm really hoping that some of the information that Alison and I can share is some wake-up moments like, oh, that's it. I was missing that point. And we might put a couple of question marks over the clam exercise and hip flexor stretches. The hip flexors are not your enemy. Well, we'll leave that one as a surprise for the presentation, shall we? What do you feel like the initial ideas or participants be able to immediately apply with their clients when they return to classes the Monday morning after the conference? One of the key things is that you can straight away alter some of your programming with the evidence that Alison will present and with her expertise and knowledge. It'll be much more, we need to be close chain training a lot of these people. So I think there's going to be some really key, I know how to change this program immediately and I know I'm going to get more out of it and I know the direction that I need to head with this person. And how much they'll be surprised, don't be frightened to close chain and strengthen the glutes more in that area before you think about all your open chain exercises. It won't be complicated, like some of the background theory, I'm going to make that very simple and easy to understand. And then there'll be a few key take-homes on someone presents in this manner, remember these two key things. If someone presents like this, Remember these two key things, because often it does boil down to just a couple of key things, a couple of key principles that if you remember those things and think of them within your program, across your whole program, then usually that's all you need to remember. I like it, keeping it simple. I know for a fact there's a huge number of registrants already on the conference keen to join into your sessions and many more to come, no doubt. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show just now. We're looking forward to your live presentations come September. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having us. 
There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.